Salutations, my friends. Salutations. I got some funny topics and interesting topics to go over with you guys. I, uh, I'm going to be in Zoom meetings basically all throughout all throughout the day yeah I'll be in Zoom meetings and I just got done doing a in-person meeting which I cannot discuss with you guys here publicly uh, but it does tie into some stuff that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about here shortly hopefully salutations my friends and thank you for tuning into this edition of Instagram live it is Tuesday, which means it's Instagram Crew Day. And I did you guys the honor, not even the honor, man. I respect you guys enough to wear a suit. You know, I've been doing all kinds of stuff lately, having to throw together like outfits and stuff. You know, I feel like I, you guys hardly ever see me like whenever I'm trying to look good. And so I felt like, hey, maybe I should do that since I see these guys pretty frequently. So audio listeners, you guys can't see it, but I'm in a suit because I respect you because I respect you guys and appreciate you. You know, uh, let me give you guys a few quick updates and then I'll go ahead and get started. The link, I can't put the link in the chat for some silly reason, but uh, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom facts exclusive membership program. Um, it is currently December 1st, White Rabbit. And whenever you guys join our exclusive membership program, uh, you kind of help me steer this ship. And what I mean by that is just before coming onto the air with you guys, I uh, popped into the exclusive members chat to basically tell them, look, I might need to hire a manager because of some of the stuff I'm doing outside of the page and in my own community and stuff like this. It doesn't translate. Like I want to show you guys the stuff that I'm doing, but at the same time, because of how we already have the format on the page, it would kind of back up stuff. And so we might splinter off into something else entirely. Um, and so, you know, that's that's kind of what happens if you guys join the exclusive members you get some of the behind the scenes uh discussions stuff that i'm doing because sometimes i'll just have whole shows where i just do data dumps of all the stuff i've been up to from local charity work to trainings to appearances to you know even running up at state capitol at the roundhouse you know doing different stuff like that uh when you guys join our exclusive membership program, you definitely get more than what you're seeing here because uh, you're seeing the tip of the iceberg whenever we're over here. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction exclusive membership program. As I said before, it is December 1st, White Rabbit. We are off of the heels of Thanksgiving and I Thanksgiving or Indigenous Peoples Day. I hope you spent much needed time uh, with your loved ones because I definitely did. And, you know, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but every time I go back home, I always realize that I'm the only thing that's changed. Every Everybody else kind of stayed the same. 
I'm the only one that's changed and it's kind of very humbling um, to go through that experience, man, because I'm always on one and it's nice to be able to go home and not do all of what I'm doing here and kind of slip into things and just kind of be like a normal person for a second. So I appreciate uh, my family time and I hope you guys did the same. I hope you put away the politics, picked up a turkey leg, got all hopped up on trip to Bain and just passed out, man. You know, I, I, I know that sounds silly because we talk about a lot of heavy things over here, but I hope you enjoyed going through the normal routine of spending time with your loved ones, putting the politics aside and telling them they're loved and appreciated, man, because everybody's had a hard year. You know, it's, it's, it's only through the grace of God that we are here today and being able to, you know, have this kind of fellowship. I mean, my God, it's been a tumultuous year. And so I hope that you guys are able to, you know, have that, that same kind of blessing. Um, final quick update, and I'll go ahead and fly through these topics with you guys and get started. You're going to want to get storable goods. Uh, you're going to want to get storable goods. You can skip out on all the Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales. You can do yourself a, a world of good and just wait for the next peaceful protest. <laughs> and you don't have to spend a single thing. Just wait for the next peaceful protest. You can get all the Black Friday, Cyber, Cyber Monday deals you want right there. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, but, but what I am trying to say is you guys are going to want to get storable goods. Uh, we, we, we've unfortunately been talking about it throughout the entirety of the year. You would think that it has more urgency, uh, but a lot of people don't have food. Coming towards the end of 2020, over 50 million Americans are expected to be food insecure. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm gonna be doing in these next coming weeks is volunteering at food banks, helping run food drives, organizing just like charity drives, uh, toys for tots, stuff like that, because real talk, a lot of people don't have these things. I, I. A lot of people don't have a lot of things, and that's why you got to, you know, figure out a way to give what little you have. I think that's the major thing behind Thanksgiving is being is giving thanks, no doubt, but at the same time being appreciative for what you have. Uh, so if you don't have storable foods, if you if if you're not talking about storable foods, you're slacking. You know, my Patriot Supply they even have like a a a, a pay as you go type deal where they'll slow it down. You can pay it in monthly installments because they understand. Um, I'm not going to pull up the, the tote here in front of you guys, but I'm also going to tell you that you need to have storable goods. Inflation's going to hit. Uh, you can you, you you're probably already seeing it in your own local area. You know stores that don't have certain supplies that you're used to or shortages. Right, they're beginning to ration out certain things. And so if you don't want to be in these bread lines, you don't want to be in these food lines. There's are record numbers. You know I'm having to get like a team of people together to go work at work at uh, work at one down the state. But that just tells me, like, good Lord, it, it's it's getting crazy. You know, out here in New Mexico, I'll say this and start getting into stuff with you guys. Out here in New Mexico, uh, our governor, word on the street is she's in Hawaii right now. But out here in New Mexico, our governor has shut down grocery stores. That's right. Grocery stores. This isn't Michigan where they shut down just the, ju just the vegetable aisle and the seed aisle on certain stores. No, like straight up grocery stores. You can't go get food. So whenever I'm telling you that you need to get storable foods now, that we have one of the most, air quotes, aggressive lockdowns, you need to look out for this type of stuff because it's already happening here. And I only pray that you guys don't end up in these food lines. 
the economy we have right now is definitely not going to be the economy we have next year. I'll get into that in this in, the, in this transmission. But get yourself storable goods. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below so you guys can get it. But all I'm telling you is you need to be prepared. I think, again, maybe, maybe because I'm linking up people in different groups and not necessarily stockpiling food and supplies and stuff like this, but because I'm looking, I'm, I'm, because I'm taking my own advice, I don't necessarily worry so much, but because I am in this position, I feel like I need to ring the alarm and, and, and spam some of this stuff home, okay? So yeah, get storable food, or as people are saying there in the chat as well, grow your own food, begin connecting with your local farmer's market, connecting with local people, secure your future because it's not promised tomorrow. Uh, there, are the, there are the few updates. Let me fly through these topics. I'll tell you guys a quick little silly story and then we'll go ahead and get started. Somebody wants me to talk about my, my imperious nature. I had to look that word up. I was like, what the hell does imperious mean? They want me to talk about my imperious nature, which basically means like arrogant, uh, arrogant, bullheaded and stubborn. I'll read the, I'll read the description. We'll get into that. I think it's funny. I use a, I'm going to use that as a way to get into other topics. Uh, my imperious nature, authentic masculinity versus toxic masculinity, the left-hand path, entering into a new spiritual dark age, uh, and I put this up before coming onto the air, you have a attorney calling for martial law, which is extremely sketchy, saying that, oh, you know, we need to prevent election loss, declare martial law. I feel like that's pretty extreme, but uh, we'll cover that when we when we get to it. I also have a video I want to play for you guys of a Chinese sociologist saying that as long as 1.4 billion Chinese people eat, sleep, and defecate and urinate every day, we will drive the U.S. to its death. And so what that means is, again, hybrid warfare, economic warfare. They understand that to a degree we are beholden to them. And so as long as they continue to blossom their economy, we're going to be we're going to be debt slaves to them. It's it's. That's a massive shot across the bow. I'll cover that when we get there. It's, uh, and I'll probably talk about it. No, I will for sure talk about that this week on the podcast episode. Uh, but let me go ahead and start covering something silly for you guys. <laughs> something silly for you guys. You know, um, as I said before, I'm going to be in, I was in a meeting. I'm going to be in meetings all, all day today. I'm going to be in meetings all day tomorrow. And <laughs> I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff. And I think what's crazy, what I'm really trying to say is uh, I don't really understand the influence I have on people. I really don't. I think I just get up here the same way I come up with the phrase techno sorcery, you know, all kind of machina and the stuff that I come up here and say. But I don't think it really, I don't, it doesn't register to me. Let me rephrase that. This is why I'm wearing a suit because I want to respect you guys and respect the work that we do. And every time I go out there and do whatever it is I do, you know, be it from local activism, volunteer work, community work, uh, political stuff, whatever it is, I represent you guys. Obviously I represent myself, but I also represent the listenership. And that's a crazy thing to me because, you know, I look at 300,000 followers like it ain't smack, but that's pretty impressive to anyone doing anything. Uh, you know, the fact that I can say since April, we've gained over 50,000 people being, sh being shadow banned, being censored. 
you know, being blacklisted, we're still growing. I feel like what happens is I get up here and I don't really, really take into consideration what we've created here. The fact that we have information channels, the fact that we're able to sometimes be ahead of news before we even cover things and we just project so far into there because we're aware of like the formula and how it works. I don't really think I see how much of an asset that is to everybody else that doesn't live like this. Because to me, I'm just churning out content, putting out stuff, scribbling down my thoughts, writing down my notes, coming up with quick catchphrases and just try, try to digest what the hell is happening. But then when I read, again, when I reach out there to the local community, the international community and stuff like that, I feel like, whoa, we're, we're actually doing something. Um, and again, that's why I'm wearing a, wearing a suit, not only for you guys, but for you know everybody else that I have to see today. And I just think it's crazy because that ties into me talking about my imperious nature. Here is the dictionary definition. It's an adjective. It says, assuming power or authority without justification, arrogant and domineering. They say that uh, somebody wanted me to talk about my imperious nature. Well, as I just talked to you about right there, the several years that I've been here, I don't think about it. We're about to have to change that seven into eight. That imperious nature comes from growing underneath censorship, having 50,000 followers while being shadow banned, realizing that our posts literally reach like a 10th or 1% of our audience, yet we're still growing. Yet we're still able to reach people. My imperious nature comes from experiencing so much adversity over that several year period the cowardice cannot be embraced. Uh, strangely enough, we've actually covered my own cowardice on this show. And I definitely don't hide away from it. You know, I've said, oh, I don't want the responsibility. I don't want to do this stuff. I don't want to go out there. But the sad truth is, is if you don't do it, they will. They'll advance on you and you'll slack and then you'll have to just talk shit about how you didn't do anything. My imperious nature comes from seeing all of this stuff that we are confronted by day in, day out and saying, good Lord, there has to be another way. You see, right now, <laughs> our capitulation, cowardice, and compliance is what got us here. My imperious nature of fighting this, not necessarily being braggadocious, confident, and assured of what we're saying and what we're going through, my imperious nature is what's got us here, looking at this type of stuff. We can't buckle. You get me? I'm going to be trying to, I'll, I'll try to whip this in here, talking about the left-hand path, you know, obscuring the natural and stuff like that. My friends, there's a, there's a, there's a reason why you, why I have to go about this in the way that I do, because the stuff that we're talking about is very heavy, no doubt, but you can't just play, huh? you can't, you can't, you can't pussyfoot around this type of stuff. You can't, you can't be lukewarm with these things. You give me, you really have to. You, 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 I have to take like a shotgun approach. Again, all of the different ways that we try to get information to you guys, the way that we diversify it. Uh, you know, I kind of slacked this year in getting different guests on and things like that, but I turned you guys into the guests. You see, the imperious nature comes from the amount of work that's required to basically steer this ship. And whenever I talk about my, my own hiccups and the things that I do, this is so that it inspires you guys to go out there and go do more. Again, this is what I talked about with the, the exclusive members. I'll say this and start getting into the other topics. There's a lot of stuff I'm doing outside of the page and doing this stuff that's equally as important 
but it doesn't translate. And so uh, sharing posts and getting information out as well it, it, it is important as well. But you're not here right now in the Instagram Live or whenever you're listening to this in the afterplay for the posts. You're here for the interpretation, the commentary, the summarization, and the implementation of these things. What does it mean? You get me? And so when I'm telling you, you got to vote with your dollars, vote with your lifestyle, the hell does that look like? That's what I have to try to figure out how to set up a separate account for to show you guys, to show you all the other things that go with not only operating an account like this, but the people I'm in contact with, the places I go, the things I do. And again, being able to flash the page and just say, oh yeah, we got 300,000 followers. What that means to people who kind of have to keep their views secret. And that's the most important part of it all is, 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 is really seeing and helping people grow. Um, and so I guess I don't really think about t uh, occupying space in people's brains, but you know, that's where we are now. And so that's why I have this imperious nature is because of the adversity that I've experienced. I've said this before. Oh, snap. Who's you guys let me know who's causing problems in the chat. I'll get them out of here real quick. Uh, I've said this before and I'll say this again. I'm not really that smart. Really not. You guys see it. I hope I, 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 I heard it derp a couple times. I'm not really that smart, but the people we're going up against, they're geniuses. And so in experiencing that adversity, I've had to rise. Soccer Chica, you wanted to get up out of here? That's crazy. You can message me afterwards and uh, you can plead your case, but there are people that attend here relatively frequently and uh, I appreciate those type of people versus those newcomers. So sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'll say this and get into the other topics. I'm not really that smart. That's why I have this imperious nature is because I'm going up against people who are trying to enslave us. I'm experiencing adversity and I'm trying to overcome it. Salutations, Kevin. Salutations to people. Salutations to everybody. You know, uh, moving on with topics, talking about authentic masculinity and toxic masculinity, you know, coming off of the heels of talking about my imperious nature. I'm sure that that could be considered, you know, bigotry or uh, like they like to say, white supremacist or again, toxic masculinity. But I think because we have been so far removed from seeing like what a real man is, what a real woman is. That's why they're always trying to obscure the shit saying a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, a man, because we haven't seen true expressions of what a powerful modern day, both man and woman looks like the sacred masculine and the divine feminine, because we haven't seen that. We're familiar with toxic masculinity, you get me? So that's why somebody could say that, oh man, you're very arrogant, you're very braggadocious, you're very imperious. It's like, no, what I'm seeing is them trying to promote a spirit of degeneracy, sloth, decadence, self-hatred, self-loathing, and more, ignorance, arrogance, and more, and I wanna combat that. I don't want to be what they're prescribing, I would like to be something different. You see, authentic masculinity versus toxic masculinity. You know, and I talked about this, I think, with one of our guests a couple weeks ago. It was Kalinda. She had called in talking about how she was seeing people be beat up outside of her store and how nobody had responded because, well, people are just filming. And then I had told her how I was at a restaurant and this guy's over here being a jerk to this, this, this elderly man that just had a birthday. And I had to stop myself from whooping his ass. And what I say by that is, is 
again, we have become desensitized to toxic masculinity for too long to where chivalry, dignity, courage, strength, and more are gonna make a, a harsh comeback. But the scumbags, degenerates, and people who don't wanna lift themselves up, who don't wanna be strong, who are okay with being victims, who are okay with being fear, fearful, weak, lame, and stupid and ignorant, they're gonna see that as, ah, as, ah. Look, look at these strong-willed people stand up for themselves and begin to lift up others, right? My imperious nature. Well, this imperious nature is the very one that's trying to figure out how to get food to people during a pandemic where they don't have to go to, 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 to food banks. You see, because people, because people have been exposed to just like such wickedness and just such degeneracy and such evil stuff that you see somebody trying to be nice, it's, 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 it's like a, it's like, it's like that puppy that ran away from the pack and the minute that it gets discovered in the woods by some hikers and is shown like authentic love, the puppy bites back, not knowing full well that, that the hikers are there to help them. They're gonna give you some food and shelter. You just need to chill out for a second. But that puppy, us being experienced with so much toxic masculinity, th that puppy, so confused and so out of its mind and scared, is unaware and unfamiliar as to what, toxic, as to what authentic masculinity looks like. This is again why, why they're telling you, oh, just, just, just wear the mask. You know, just, just it's 15 days to slow the spread. What's the problem? Gosh, you know, if we, if you would just put your mask on, we would get through this. It's that same type of sheepish, cuckish behavior that got us here. Not standing up, not being honest, not being authentic but engaging in toxic social behaviors. And so we have a spirit of sloth and degeneracy enabling moral decay. You get me? My imperious nature. I'm gonna come back to this. That's gonna be the thing that you're gonna hear me just like spam this entire episode. And it's not me being angry. It's me kind of talking smack because what I think it should be is industrious nature. Not imperious, not arrogant. What does the definition say? Not, uh, not assuming power or authority without justification, not arrogant and domineering, but, but being accountable to yourself. You get me? Being honest with yourself. This is why you won't see me over here saying, oh, oh, you know, we gotta, like I don't even know how to virtue signal. Like I was trying to come up with like an example to say like, oh, The, the first thing that comes to my mind is like, we gotta get starving kids in Africa food, but you know, that's like what every celebrity person says. That's like not what I'm trying to say. It's like a virtue signal. I don't even know how to virtue signal. I just know how to talk about this stuff that I'm doing and say like, this is why we're all fucked up because we're, we're expecting other people to do it. And that's that's what virtue signaling is. It's like, oh, you don't, you don't care about the old folks. You don't, I, I don't even know how to virtue signal. I, I really don't. What's happening right now is again, we have a spirit of sloth and degeneracy enabling moral decay. Where, where, where everything's wishy-washy. Like I said just a second ago, a man could be a woman, a woman could be a man. Everything's cool. There's, there's no such thing as truths, right? Your emotions trump facts. We don't need to have any baseline reality. Let's just kind of go wherever we see fit, right? Moral decay, not having like discipline, not having aspirations, not having standards, not trying to fight back for something, falling for everything. You see, 
you know, whenever we read to you guys a couple weeks ago, that uh, that art that letter from Archbishop Carlo Vigliano, where he basically broke down uh, how COVID nineteen is, is 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 a medical dictatorship. He mentioned that, but what does this say that you have to have an Archbishop, not the Pope, an Archbishop come out and basically call it what it is? Have people become that blind? Are we really that that ignorant or that fearful? You see, because what comes with moral decay, spiritual decay, we've talked about that over here a couple of times. The suicide spirit, that spirit, as, as guests have come on and say, get your spiritual hygiene up, right? Moral decay is a very real thing. And now we're over here saying, we don't know what's real. We don't care what's real. Let's just throw all facts out the window. I just want, you know, let's just get Orange Man out of the office so we can get back to normal. So we can get back to normal and normal where there's a vaccine and everybody has to show passports like we're in fucking Nazi Germany. This is what I mean by moral decay. Nobody really taking the time to see that, look, we are slipping down a very, very dangerous path. My imperious nature. The idea is to make humans obsolete. And I think everybody's gradually beginning to see that. Uh, the economic, the socioeconomic ramifications of what COVID-19 has done is perfect in exemplifying that. You've got a lot of different places, businesses, bars, and restaurants beginning to invest in robots because, well, they're cheaper. You don't gotta pay a robot for sick leave. You don't gotta, <laughs> the only thing you have to do with the robot is upkeep it. You get me? This is again a part of the socioeconomic reformation. Humans are bad. See, look, we can't even, you can't even see my mouth. You're not allowed to shake hands. You're not allowed to hug. Better say bye-bye to Christmas. This is an anti-human agenda. Again, enabling this type of behavior. You can't, you can't tell people not to work and then pay people to, to, to not work and think that that's a sustainable <laughs> business model or a sustainable like economic model for a goddamn country. You're gonna, you're gonna put yourself in debt. But see, that's the thing, is make humans obsolete so that they can begin to consolidate power. That's the technocracy, making humans the problem with carbon emissions, breathing, because apparently that's how you can, you can spread COVID now, you better stop breathing, and all kinds of other things. People in the chatter telling me to talk about Agenda 2030. Don't worry, I'll get down to that. I'll get down to that. Let me talk real quick about uh, something with you guys. Yeah, we've already been talking about it here on the show so far, but let me talk about the left-hand path. Somebody right here wants me to look up uh, the left-hand path, left-hand of darkness. I just want to look up the left-hand path real quick. You know, because I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm left. I would like to think that prior to all of this, uh, these, these political designations and all these fucking labels and things. I was a centrist. I was a libertarian, you know, and you know, you, you have people that follow the page to say, oh, you're a conservative, you're, you're a Republican, you're, you're this, you're that. Well, because of Trump's pres presidency in 2020 with the Overton window uh, expanding, something I talked to you guys about just last week, uh, how the Democrats are transforming into communists and socialists. What are the Republicans gonna turn into? libertarians, uh, uh, fascists, right? Stuff like this, because the Overton window is changing, I'm now considered 
a, a, a conservative of a Republican. We have a different type of, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with all that stuff later. But what I'm trying to say is when I look at the left hand and the right hand path, where it seems like we're always talking about Antifa, Black Lives Matter, these leftists and things like this. And I say it too, you know, the feckless and inept Republicans have allowed for this to take place. Their pacification and ineptitude has allowed for all of this stuff to flourish. Them basically sta standing by their moral decay, their sloth, their degeneracy has allowed for this to flourish. So when we're looking at again the left hand, the right hand path, I'm not saying that there's a that there that there is a that there is a, a wrong and a right way of doing things, but what I am saying is there there is a natural course of actions, a natural flow of things, and then there are people who 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 truly get off doing the exact opposite, who get off breaking the rules. Um, we had somebody join us just last week talking about DMT and their experience, and he briefly made a mention how he has a friend that kind of gets off breaking the rules of the matrix, you know, because there's unspoken rules in this world that we live in, in this matrix, in this holographic reality we call Earth. And we all, we all understand that, but there are some people who kind of really dig into the science, the spirituality, and the mysticism behind, again, obscuring the natural. I'm gonna read you real quick, just from Wikipedia, what they think of as the left hand and the right hand path, and then we'll continue on. Um, it says, in Western esotericism, the left-hand path and the right-hand path are the dichotomy between two opposing approaches to magic. This terminology is used in various groups involved in the, in the occult and ceremonial magic. In some definitions, the left-hand path is equated with malicious black magic or black shamanism, while the right-hand path with benevolent white magic. Other occultists have criticized this definition, believing that the left-right dichotomy refers merely to different kinds of workings and does not necessarily connote good or bad magical actions. I would agree with that. And most recent definitions, which base themselves on terms of terms as origins in Indian Tantra, the right-hand path, or the RHP, is seen as the definition for those magical groups that follow specific ethical codes and adopt social convention, while the left-hand path adopts the opposite attitude, espousing the breaking of taboo and the abandoning of set morality. Some contemporary occultists, such as Peter J. Carroll, have stressed that both paths can be followed by a magical practitioner as essentially, have it, as, as essentially they have the same goals. Another distinguishing characteristic separating the two is based upon the aim of the practitioner. Right-handed path practitioners tend to work towards ascending their soul towards ultimate union or reunion with the divine source, returning to heaven, allegorically alluded to as restoration or climbing back up the ladder after the quote, great fall. In Solomon's lesser key, they embrace the light and try to annihilate anything they regard as quote, dark or evil. On the other hand, and this is the more important part of what I was trying to get to. On the other hand, left-handed path practitioners do not see this as the ultimate aim, but a step towards their goal. The left-handed path practitioners embrace the dark as well as the light in order to invoke the alchemical formula, solve et coagula, dissolve and precipitate, confronting the negative in order to transmute it into desirable qualities. This is why you hear people with the Antifa ideology saying that in order for us to stimulate the economy, we got to burn the bitch down. This is why you, 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 you see them saying that with, with, with the Phoenix-like ideology, with the Phoenix-like uh, uh, archetype, where they want to burn everything down so that, again, on the ashes, they can build on it, knowing that they have a 
natural flow of things that they don't want to shut this business down. They don't want to go through the proper way of doing it. They want to just destroy it and then reconstitute it for their own purposes. Let me get back into this. It says left-handed path practitioners descend towards union with the, with the divine to obtain Godhead status with godlike powers of their own. Having united with the ultimate divine source energy, then once there, taking one more step towards separating that from that divinity out of this creation into a new creation of their own making with themselves as a sole divinity of the new universe, apart from the previous creation. The godhood self sought by left-hand path followers is represented by the Kilifa, Kilifa, Kamil, and the Tree of Knowledge. That is uh, basically Jewish mysticism right there, where it gets into the left-hand path and more. Uh, but obscuring the natural, breaking it down so that they could have it for their own benefits. And so, how does that tie into everything that's going on here? How does the left-hand path tie into my imperious nature, the spirit of sloth and degeneracy, how they are enabling essentially population control, giving, having people having people adopt this ideology that is anti-human to where they make themselves obsolete is very, very sophisticated. When we, the, the last podcast episode we did, we talked about Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset, COVID-19, uh, what I would consider the externalization of the hierarchy Right, I called it ideological adaptation. It's where they were able to put all this information out saying, hey, we're going to shut down everything. COVID-19 is not even an existential threat. This is what uh, Klaus Schwab said. We're just going to use COVID-19 as the pretext to institute global control, to seize power. Left-hand path magic, if you ask me right there, knowing full well what they're doing, collapsing the old world order so that they could create this whole new world order, where you have people like Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Tim Cook, Sergey Brin, and all Peter Thiel, all of these other technocrats make billions because they had to shut down mom and pop shops. I mean, again, there's there's an article out today on um, on Activist Post talking about how 50% of the businesses in New Jersey and New York are not coming back. COVID-19 has wiped out mom and pop shops. And all we can do is go online now. But how does this again tie into the left-hand path? No, we're not censoring you. No, we're not blocking you. No, we're not shadow banning you. Well, where are we coming up with these terms? How do we know about these things? They're just using our popularity, using our 300,000 followers to expand their control. Yeah, they're not doing any of these things but they are doing content moderation and more. We'll talk more about things like the left-hand path in the future, but I just want to put a, a little quick pin in that so people really understand what's going on. Again, when I talk about Patrice Cullors, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matters, admitting that she practices like witchcraft, what I would call techno-sorcery, literally using people's names, resurrecting them, and then manipulating those images for their own purposes this is not left-hand path behavior, but this is again, them admitting that they're doing this type of working. And so the minute that you get their signature, their identity, their style, once you, the formula, once you get it, it's just like, it's like a skeleton key. You see that stuff like everywhere. I was going to talk about, you know, archetypal leftist behavior, reflect, deflect, reflect, and project, but I'll save all that stuff for later. 
Um, I'll save all that stuff for later. Social justice warriors will be the vaccine pushers and the mask enforcers. Those will be the people trying to run these FEMA camps and more. Uh, I'll talk more about that this week on this podcast episode. Uh, the UN has enlisted over 100,000 volunteers to push COVID-19 approved propaganda. You probably won't hear that over here, and that's okay. We'll get shadow banned again. I don't, it, just, it just happens that way. Uh, we'll talk more about all this vaccine nonsense in the future later on. You've got uh, the World Health Organization urging global government to, quote, manage all social activity. Quick little news blitz for you guys. Uh, killing the future. COVID madness will lead to a half a million fewer U.S. births in 2021. Um, I'll say this and I'll get into these next set of topics with you guys. Dark winter was the code name for a scenario in which a biological weapon was used against the American people. Uh, we covered that in depth a little bit more last week. I'll, cover, I'll most likely cover all this stuff on this week's podcast episode. We have a lot of stuff to get up with. Uh, compliance units. Maryland police partner with local officials to enforce virus rules. Think about this, man. I was talking about this over Thanksgiving. I was having ham and cranberry juice, and I was telling myself I did so good because we were moving from pie. We were moving from like the cranberry juice and the ham straight to the pie. And I thought I did so good not talking about politics, but somebody at the table mentioned how they were sending social workers to calls now and how some of these social workers are getting shot at and some of them are getting endangered because yeah, bro, you can't send a social worker to like go do a cop's job. As I thought I was doing so good on Thanksgiving. Um, not talking about politics, and somebody said that, and I got so 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 sad at myself. I had to apologize to all the ladies at the table. I said, "I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do this. This 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 was a good dinner. I didn't mean to do that." Uh, but quick little news blitz for you guys. Getting into these next set of topics, <laughs> and this is it, it. Truly, is crazy what COVID has done, and I'm sure I will talk more about that in the future. Uh, that mysterious metal monolith that was discovered in the remote area of the Utah desert was now, it's been disappeared. And uh, let me check real quick. There was an article over there at the Mines Unleashed. They talked about how another strange metal monolith appeared. Yeah, uh, a monolith identical to the one found in Utah has appeared on the hillside of Romania. A lot of crazy things happening right now. Just giving you guys a quick news blitz as I go through these next these next set of topics with you guys. This is a metal monolith nearly identical to the one that was discovered in the U.S. state of Utah has appeared on the hillside of Romania, not far from a historic fortress. So as the Utah metal monolith was destroyed, they found another one in Romania. Very strange. Uh, for somebody as kooky as myself, I thought... Maybe if somebody did like a, 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 a Google Maps or like a Google Earth type thing and then checked like the satellite coordinates of where the one in Romania is versus where another one is in Utah, I'm sure they could probably find like a pentagram or some type of a, a cold symbol. You never know. Uh, that's how these people work. It's through symbology, numerology, and things like that. So moving into these next topics... We are entering into a new spiritual dark age and a spirit. 
what what's what could be considered a spiritual dystopia. Uh, I had, I had alluded to it earlier in the show with you guys, you know, that there is a spirit of sloth and degeneracy enabling moral decay. Um, you know, and longtime listeners of the show, if you've been listening to the Instagram lives that we've been doing at least for this year and last year, we were talking a lot about the suicide spirit. Again, that moral decay, the anxiety, the depression, the depression, uh, the self-loathing, the self-hatred, you know, the lack of will, the, like all this stuff. We were talking a lot about that last year, and then wham, blam, look what happens here. COVID nineteen hits. You know, suicide rates are off the charts. Anxiety is off the charts. Uh, drug usage is 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 the opioid epidemic is, is is skyrocketing. Stuff's getting crazy. Stuff's getting crazy. And so when I say that we're entering into a new spiritual dark age, a spiritual dystopia, you got to think about this. And maybe it's maybe this is how my mind works. It's how I like perceive information. I feel like the truth does set you free. Knowledge truly is power. That's why they want to keep people broken down, disenfranchised, ignorant, and unaware of all the different things that they can do. And humanity has entered into these cycles where where there have been book burnings, you know, where things like the Library of Alexandria was destroyed, uh, you know, to where they take out books from the Bible, to where they manipulate history. There are points in human history where this type of stuff takes place. And censorship is nothing new. Uh, you know, the Nazis did it, as I said before. Uh, the church used to do it as well. It's a very real thing. Misinformation, propaganda, there are real effects to this. And so when I say a spiritual dystopia, I say that people are not well. You have people literally tuning off, drinking, tuning out, engaging in dissociative behavior, saying, oh, I don't care what happens, you know, just just, just wake me up when the pandemic ends, right? 15 days to slow the spread. And so when you're entering into the spiritual wasteland, people who are punch drunk, basically on not necessarily religion, but virtue signaling, punch drunk off of a, 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 a feeling that they're on the moral high ground, but not actually doing anything about it, it's very dangerous. We don't, we don't practice what we preach is what I'm trying to say in this spiritual dark age that we're entering into to where there's not, not, not access to history, which has helped prove a lot of the things that we are experiencing now. That's why they say, you know, if you don't know your history, you're doing to repeat it. And if you think things are bad right now with the censorship and the misinformation and the things that are going on, imagine how crazy the future is going to be. And so when I say we're entering into a spiritual dark age, it's, it's dark out there already. You have people that are not necessarily broken inside and not hateful inside, but they're definitely not happy. And with COVID-19, they're going to be a lot worse too. And this, this, this basically leads me to my statement that the people get the government they deserve. And when you have God-fearing people who are moral, upright, understand their rights, understand your rights and respectful, we don't have to have this nanny state, big brother world that we have. But because you have people that say, oh, you know, again, wake me up when the pandemic ends. Oh, I don't have to work. You're going to pay me not to work. Cool. I'll stay here. Okay, well, you're going to enable slavery. You're going to enable degeneracy. You're going to enable arrested development. This is what I mean by that spiritual dark age. 
I don't want anything that isn't coming my way that I haven't worked for to open up the pathway to get it. But that's the problem you have. And we've talked about this on the show as well, consumers versus producers and what that mindset is. These days, you have a lot of people who want to be consumers, but don't want to produce, don't want to give out anything. This is, again, a part of that spiritual dark age. Life is not just a one-way street. You get me? You don't just, you, you can't just take, 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 and never give. But when you have people who are like, oh, give me free housing, free education, free healthcare, free money, free this, free that. Well, it's like, well, what the fuck are you doing then? What the hell are you contributing? When everything is free, you become the slave. You get me? But that's, again, a part of that spiritual dark age we're entering into. Uh, just to kind of make it more relevant for you guys. Uh, whenever we talk about what's going on over there in China, they have destroyed the churches. They have uprooted uh, uh, graves. They have rewritten the Bible. All because they understand from that historical, spiritual perspective, what happens if people get the knowledge and are armed with the facts of, 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 of fighting their oppressors. I mean, my God, that's literally why it's written in the Constitution. Not so that we can just have guns and walk down the streets with them, so that we could keep our government in check whenever they become tyrannical. And my God, that's where we're at right now. But again, you get the government you deserve. And if you don't want to fight for a better future, well, I guess you're just going to give your children shit. And that's the sad truth. And we've got to look ourselves in the mirror and say, what is it that we're contributing? What is it that we're doing? What is it that we're trying to achieve? We need to have clear intentions as we go about these things. But I guess I digress because that's, that, that's too spiritual for political people. And this is the problem when you let politics rule your life, when people are looking for a political solution to a spiritual problem. You get me? So no. We're entering into a, 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 into a, a, a new spiritual dark age. That's why I'm considered imperious for not wanting to be a bitch. Do you get me? The people get the government they deserve. And this is why you won't ever hear me come up over here and advocate for any type of social programs given to you by the government because it's designed to rob you of your rights. You were born free and whole the minute that you were born. Asking for your enslavement and picking picking your next picking your next slave master is the foolish thing you could do. Let me let me let me read this. Look at this. Look at this. Speaking of which, look at this shit. I'm sorry. Excuse my French. Look at this. We put this up before coming onto the air with you guys. It comes from Raw Stories by Travis Getty. They put this up December first. Pro Trump attorney calls for martial law to prevent election loss to Joe Biden. I don't know if I agree with this, guys. I, I, I definitely won't. It says attorney Lynn Wood says that President Trump should declare martial law to hold a new election. Now, I said the people get the government they deserve, right? Looking for a political solution to a spiritual problem. So much stuff has happened, and, I'm, I, and I, have to, I have to take time out to cover this in the future, probably on this week's podcast episode. This dude's talking, we're, we're talking about martial law. My God. When we are a house divided cannot stand, a nation divided cannot stand. And again, when we have outside foreign interests, people not waking up to this type of stuff, people shouting death to America, America sucks, America's never great, America will never be great. You know, I'm playing clips for you guys over here of, 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 uh, 
massive protest groups saying F your Jesus and stuff like that. You know, when when we when we have enemies, both foreign and domestic, when we have enemies, both foreign and domestic, coordinating, and we think that this is just the normal discourse of events and the, the normal course of events and we don't do anything to fight back and we just kind of think that this is WWE, well again, you get the government you deserve. You don't fight back. This you, you get ran over. This is what's happening. And as you have people trying to fight back, we're at the last, we're basically at the last quarter of the game, running up against the clock with 50 days out and stuff's getting hot. Uh, ironically enough, you know, I said that this is going to happen, that Trump won the election, the media was going to give it to Joe Biden, and it's going to do like a pick your own reality type thing. But for people who are not based in facts and reality and seeing what's happened as it gets drawn out to the court, to, to the courts, they're going to get frustrated, they're going to get agitated, and they're going to take to the streets. Um, and the same way that I've just been saying it throughout this entire show, that spirit of sloth and degeneracy, people aren't going to want to hear Trump. They're going to say, hey, get rid of him. He's a constant reminder of not only, not only how they failed, but their delusional thinking and how they don't want to be attached to reality. So they're going to say, hey, get rid of Trump, get rid of Trump. It's, it, this, it's, 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 it's crazy. Here, let me read this article and I'll continue on for you guys because we are entering into dangerous waters 50 days out. Um, it says Georgia attorney Lynn Wood, who's been involved in long, long shot legal efforts to overturn the 2020 election results, urged President Trump to declare martial law. It says Wood, an attorney for Kenosha gunman Kyle Rittenhouse, who signed on to the 104-page Kraken lawsuit filed by former Trump attorney Sidney Powell, called for draconian measures to prevent the election from being certified for Joe Biden. Quote, good morning, Wood tweeted. Quote, our country is headed towards a civil war, a war created by a third-party bad actors for their benefit, not for we the people. Quote, Communist China is leading the nefarious efforts to take away our freedom, he added. Real President, a real Donald Trump should declare martial law. He then linked to the website for the We the People Convention, an Ohio-based nonprofit that purportedly promotes constitutional governance, although that organization is also calling for Trump to invoke martial law and hold a new election, which is not prescribed in the U.S. Constitution. Now, just last week, I talked to you guys about how I think it's the 12th Amendment would allow Trump to basically be declared president again, uh, but how they would again draw this out, it would get to the courts, all of the states, I forget how it goes, all of the state representatives get like a vote and something like that. And if that fails, then it goes to Nancy Pelosi. And then on the 20th, Nancy Pelosi will declare uh, who the president is. It's a very, very tricky thing, like what's happening right now. And so whenever you have somebody calling for martial law to prevent the election loss and calling for a new election, that's pretty extreme. Uh, that's pretty extreme to me. But again, this will create, this, this will make Trump that dictator, man, like my God. And even though it won't be Trump that has the, the martial law presidency, it's for whoever he, it's for whoever inherits that power that's going to be that much worse. Um, you know, I said this before coming onto the air with you guys that some folks are saying that Joe Biden breaking his toes or breaking his ankle, him having that little ankle boot on, whatever it is, that that's cover up for him having an ankle monitor. And as nice as that sounds, I'd like to actually see the ankle monitor. He's been named in a criminal, criminal case out there in Ukraine, no doubt. Uh, 
all the evidence has come out with him and Hunter Biden, him, his son being a, being a cokehead, right? Joe Biden basically being like a communist agent in plant. There's no way that this guy is qualified to run this country. He can't even get like a security clearance. If you're in a criminal case, my God. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is like looking at all these, looking at all these factors, Joe Biden trying to assert control whenever he doesn't have like the whenever he's not certified to do so, the votes haven't been counted, the election frauds all over the place. You've got attorneys saying that they should declare a martial law to hold a new election. This is very dangerous territory. I think that again, you should have a natural course of events take place, let the fraud come out, let these people react violently, you know, and then let Trump be declared the winner. And then we'll, 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 we'll deal with this over that next couple of years. But taking these kind of dramatic and drastic actions right now, are going to have some pretty, pretty harsh ripple effects. Because the thing is about power is very few people want to give it up. And they're definitely not going to just, they're, they're not going to treat, the lockdown's forever, bro. The lockdown's forever. Let me play for you guys real quick this clip of this Chinese sociologist saying that, uh, as long as 1.4 million Chinese eat, sleep, drink, and go to the bathroom, we will drive America to death, knowing full well of their economic power. Now, I'll try to, for the, uh, uh, what I'll try to do is I'll try to read what they're saying because it's, uh, it's in Chinese. I'll try to read the captions for you guys and explain it, but he's basically just bragging, talking shit. Saying like, oh, stupid Americans. Look at them. They, they failed the COVID test. Fools. They failed the COVID test. And it looks like God is on our side. It was, it, it's really, really ominous stuff. I'll get into it more in the future. Uh, but here, let me play this for you guys. And then I will continue. Sure, I I'm only going to play a little bit of it. I'll put the link to that in the description bar below so you guys can listen to it. But uh, here, here it is from the beginning. I'm just going to let that play right there so you guys can, so you guys can see it. Uh, but it says, it turns out that China is going to overtake the United States in 2027. That's right. 2027. And this is uh, Chinese sociologist Dr. Li Yi. He said this October 16th. 2020 on YouTube, continuing on, it says, it was said that this might be delayed for a year or two. But this year, God has pulled off a little trick, right? God created COVID-19 and spread it to every country in the world. The COVID-19 is a, the COVID-19 pandemic is like a test for all the countries in the world. This test is biased though. COVID-19 is bad for Europe and America. But it is beneficial for North Korea and China. That's why North Korea is number one in the global fight against the pandemic and China is number two. North Korea has zero infections, right? Zero infections. So this system can do it. Our system is good, but not as good as North Korea. Huh. We still have 4,000 dead, right? 
But if 4,000 Chinese die versus 220,000 in the United States, we haven't really lost a single person, have we? We're close to zero infections and zero deaths. If 4,000 people out of 1.4 billion die, that's the same as no one getting sick and no one is dying. In the global economy, China stands out. We are ahead of schedule in terms of overtaking the United States. There will be no problem reaching this goal in 2027. The U.S. will not survive. We have struggled for more than a decade. In 2012, we achieved absolute superiority over the U.S. and Japan. In the Taiwan Strait, but not in the world, we have gained absolute superiority over the U.S. military. In the Bohai Sea, the Yellow Sea, and the Taiwan Strait, and we are expanding our military at a rate unprecedented in human history. We've been launching fleets equivalent to the French Navy every year for several years. One French naval tonnage per year. We will continue to launch the equivalent of a French Navy for at least the next decade. As long as 1.4 billion Chinese people eat, sleep, defecate, and urinate every day. As long as we go to work every day, we will drive the U.S. to its death. And this is why they want to keep us locked down. This is why they want to keep us locked down. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to rail on this on this week's podcast episode, but this is why at the start of the pandemic, Chinese President Xi Jinping said, don't worry, the pandemic will be good for China. And now you have them exporting the vaccine, saying that it's free. Again, this is a Chinese sociologist, Dr. Li Yi. He made this statement. October 16th, 2020. I'll be sure to put that link in the description bar below so we understand what's happening. The timer popped down. It's telling me that I got about a minute and 30 seconds left. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by you guys, your questions and more. Uh, hopefully we get people's thoughts on what, what's going on, uh, what they're seeing in their own world, COVID-19, the lockdowns, uh, what they think of as the U.S. elections and more. You know, the new world order is beginning to rear its ugly head and we can't hide anymore. Again, I've said it throughout the entirety of this pandemic. As they tell us to put the masks on, they're taking theirs off. But we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to be joined by you guys and more talking about these things. Uh, COVID-19, the new world order, the technocracy, and everything else. Um, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive membership program. Do it. Join us and help expand the, the word. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself. 
process, which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis with a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. time bomb is ticking, but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer, the danger is real. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives crusaders of truth a voice. One brand. In the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Food supplies have been completely wiped out. We have our evacuation of all counties. I report complete devastation. There are forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. The places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last. We've found our way home.
，结果没想到中国要在二零二七年超过美国了。二零二七年，原来说是可能还要缓个了一两年，结果这这去年今今年这个上帝搞了个小阴谋是吧？上帝给这个搞出来一个新冠，叫世界各国一弄，你搞一搞这个新冠，这么一折腾新冠。结果对世界各国出了个考题，等于是，结果这个考题是个偏心的考题。这个新冠啊，这个这个东西啊，它是最不利于欧美的，最有利于朝鲜和中国的。所以全球抗疫，朝鲜第一，中国第二。朝鲜是个零嘛，对吧？朝鲜是零感染，所以。According to a Monday report from the Daily Wire. Chinese sociologist Dr. Yi's remarks, reported by MEMRITB, came in mid-October and were delivered at the Shenzhenyuan Dialogue Forum in Shenzhen, China. MMR Memory TV reported that Chinese sociologist Dr. Li Yi said in October, during a speech, delivered at the Shenzhenyuan Dialogue Forum in Shenzhen. China, that China would overtake the U.S. in GDP by 2027, and that the COVID-19 has been harmful to the U.S. and Europe, beneficial to China and North Korea. Dr. Li or Dr. Yi holds a Ph.D. in sociology from the University of Illinois, according to his LinkedIn account. He is a full-time professor at Renmin University in China. Memory TV noted, quote, following Dr. Yi's October 16th speech, Renmin University issued a statement denying his employment at the university. As highlighted by the Daily Wire, Yi in his remarks said that, quote, it turns out that China is going to overtake the United States in 2027. It was said that this might be delayed for a year or two, but this year God has pulled off a little trick, right? God created COVID-19 and spread it to every country in the world. COVID-19 is bad for Europe and America, but it is beneficial for China and North Korea. He also said that the United States, quote, will not survive in the global economy. Quote, in the global economy, China stands out. He said that, quote, we are ahead of schedule in terms of overtaking the United States. There will be no problem reaching this goal in 2027. The U.S. will not survive. As long as 1.4 billion Chinese people eat, sleep, defecate, and urinate every day, as long as we go to work every day, we will drive the U.S. to its death. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into this edition and this segment. We're going to be joined by you guys talking not only about this, the technocracy, COVID-19, 84, but as well as a new world order and everything else that we see taking place. You know, I left off basically reading the transcript of, again, Dr. Li Yi, the Chinese sociologist, saying that we will drive America to death by working. And notice how, as I said in the previous episode or in the previous segment, the idea is to keep us not working, shutting down the economy, making us entirely dependent upon the government. You know, uh, a couple months ago, two months ago, I had uh, briefly talked about a leaked speech from the Chinese defense minister and how they want to destroy America. I put that in uh, an episode for the exclusive members. I don't know if I went over here with you guys. But in, in, in this speech that I have right here, I might read a little bit of it. I think I, I think I 
jumped around on different spots of the speech and talked about how uh, China is basically like Nazi Germany right now because of the cultural head, because of the, the, the economic hegemony they have, uh, the rich history that they have, you know, that they're pulling upon, um, and basically how they're talking smack about America as a country and how they're trying to overtake us. It's, 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 it's very, very telling. Um, and so to have Dr. Yi come out and say that saying we're going to drive America to its death off of the heels of reading this um, a couple months ago. This is just more confirmation that indeed we're, we're in a trade war. We're in an economic war. And I said this going into you know, Trump's presidency that we're going to be in a proxy war with Russia in Syria that you saw over there, but how we're going to be in an economic and a trade war with China. Uh, fast forward to where we're at right now. They're literally saying that COVID-19 is Trump's virus ignoring the fact that it came from China. A lot of the spin doctors coming out of China, the propaganda that's coming out of there, is them trying to redirect. I mean, my God, now you literally have people from the Communist Chinese Party working with the United Nations and the World Health Organization taking over, taking over the investigation of the coronavirus. So it's, 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 it's insanity. What I'm trying to say is they are assuming control economically, and we've pointed this out time and time again, this is nothing new. We've talked about how they've uh, invested money inside of uh, Africa, building up the infrastructure, becoming an economic powerhouse. Uh, that way the country is dependent upon them for money, not going in there with guns, drugs, and oil and saying that you owe us, but actually building up the infrastructure. That's, that's, that's the angle that China's going through. Uh, so sorry to come in hitting your hot with all this information, uh, but I felt like it would be appropriate for me to put a little pin off what we talked about in the previous segment as we came into this one. You know, I was kind of figuring out, I was trying to figure out how, how I wanted to cover this because I am gonna get you guys on. We are gonna cover your guys' questions. Hopefully people join us uh, and contribute to the conversation. But I was trying to think, how am I gonna come back from that? Because that was a powerful way to go into a break or a powerful way to just close out that segment talking about how China's just gonna run us over. And particularly how they say if they go to work, if 1.4 billion go to work every day, they don't got to worry about that. But the main thing with this COVID-19 test, as that Chinese sociology says, we failed it. We, we failed the test. Our economy's crippled. Like I said, you got 50 million Americans expecting food insecurity by the end of 2020. Uh, million, half of all working age men not having a job, unemployment rates through the roof, and we're still dealing with this pandemic. Of course, you got the. Of, of course, you have the Chinese over there laughing at us. <laughs> America failed. Oh, hell yeah! They have they have every right to laugh at us. Every right. So I I I, I trolled one of the questions we got asked in the previous segment talking about my imperious nature. Our cuckish nature is what got us here. Just wear the mask. Just just, just wear the mask. Ah, what's wrong with you? Ah. We, we don't understand how our enemies are laughing at us. How we have, how, how we've been bought out, bro. How we've been sold out, we've been infiltrated. It's some, this, isn't, this isn't a game. This isn't silly stuff I'm talking about. This is real. But I'm saying that Joe Biden's cokehead son, where is Hunter? Everything that's on his laptop, the man should be in, in jail. Yet he's over there smiling in front of the cameras, doing gaffes, 
This isn't a game. That shows you how much we've been bought out. That shows you, again, how deep the infiltration goes. You know, again, I'll say this. You start getting into stuff. You know, we've worried about Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, like this is the Brady Bunch or something for the past four years. We have not paid attention to, again, the economic, the, the, the economic impacts of places like China. You know, how they're able to come in here, buy out Hollywood. I mean, nobody, nobody really remembers the fact that Disney bought out Fox, that Darth Vader could walk in, walk on in right there and sit down at Fox and start preaching propaganda. This is where we're at these days. And so when I'm talking about China being an economic powerhouse, the trade war and stuff like this, it, it, it's, it, it, it's crazy, you know. Unemployment rates due to COVID and how they've been rising. You know, the hybrid war of 2020, China destroying the U.S. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, let me, let me read a little bit of this, and then I'll go ahead and start getting you guys on. I think I just kind of want to briefly mention this, this uh, secret leaked speech by Chinese defense minister that demonstrates China's intent to destroy America. Uh, and then, you know, we can pull people on and we can go from there. But I just feel like I got to put this here because of everything that we're talking about. Um, this uh, this came from Derek Nouse. They put this up September 16th. It's from Prepare for Change. Like I said, I'll put the link for this in the description bar below so you guys can check it out if you want to read it yourself. I won't get into it in its entirety. But it says, uh, as suggested by one of our readers from Dave Hodge's website in July of 2019. So not recent, but basically preparing to unleash what they what, what, what we're experiencing right now. It says, quote, the Central Committee believes as long as we resolve the United States problem at one blow, our domestic problems will already all be readily solved. Therefore, our military battle preparations appear to aim at Taiwan, but in fact is aimed at the United States and the preparation is far beyond the scope of attacking aircraft carriers or satellites. This is said by Chinese Defense Minister General Wei Feng. This is the first part of the multi-series which exposes China's intention to go to war with the United States. Part one is based upon the ideas that the, Chi that the Chinese fully intend on not just conquering America, but destroying America. It says a recent speech made, by the C made to the CCP in the Communist China speaks to the resolve and historical overview that, that exists in China with regard to not just invading the United States, but to decisively destroy the country and kill as many Americans as possible. The content of the speech was leaked to John Moore. Paul Martin forwarded me a copy. I've spent the previous 12 hours gathering opinions and statements from my best sources. Sometimes my sources can be a little bit slow to respond. However, all but one of the people I solicited opinions from answered within a couple of hours of receiving this to a man. They believe everything in the report. However, many expressed extreme surprise that this content would, quote, be discussed in such an open political environment, blah, 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 blah. Just, just, just forewarning, forewarning, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go down here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to scroll past this because this is an extraordinarily lengthy article. Um, right here, it says China is not, never has been, or will ever be an American ally. For another report on another day, I firmly believe that when, not if, the Red Dawn invasion of the United States commences, the Chinese will be among the invading armies. That is why the Chinese-controlled Hollywood forces from the force, the producers of the remake of Red Dawn in 2012 to change the identity of the invading force from the Chinese to the North Koreans. 
I believe that the script hit too close to home. Recently, the Chinese Communist Party conducted an online survey conducted by Synodot Command. One of the key questions that they asked was the following, quote, this, this, is, this is the Communist Chinese Party asking their military if they will do this, okay? Keep this in mind. Quote, will you shoot at women, children, and prisoners of war? More than 80% of the respondents answered in the affirmative, exceeding by far our expectations as expressed by the Chinese defense minister. General Wei went on to say that the central issue on this survey appears to be whether one would shoot at women, children, and prisoners of war, but its real, significant, real significance goes far beyond that. Ostensibly, our intentions is mainly to figure out what the Chinese people's attitude towards war is. If the future soldiers do not hesitate to kill even non-combatants, they'll naturally be doubly ready and ruthless in killing combatants. Therefore, the response to the survey questions may reflect the general attitude people have towards war. The purpose of the CCP Central Committee is conducting this survey is to probe people's minds. We wanted to know, if China's global development necessitates massive deaths in enemy countries, will our people endorse that scenario? Will they be for or against it? Subsequently, General Wei deems that the Chinese people are ready for war, and we can expect the brutality of the invading Chinese forces to be off the charts. It is clear that the CCP intention is to commit genocide against American citizens, and they simply wanted to see if their people were on board with the intention, as they apparently are. And so I'm going to scroll past this, this next part where it talks about China viewing themselves as the master race on the planet. They basically, I'm going to skip past that part, and then I'm going to talk about how they compare themselves uh, to Nazi Germany, saying that, you know, they're essentially the same, but they won't, they won't chicken out like the Germans. They'll be slow. They'll be patient. They'll take their time. So before I get into this, realize what I'm talking to you guys about is not just, not, not just China, okay? I'm talking about economic, cultural, as well as political subversion. I had to learn this. I've had to learn this. This, 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 is, this is this year that we're having to take this stuff this serious if you guys want the truth. Long-time listeners know we've kind of been off in the fringe, you know, uh, barely touching reality sometimes. What we're coming on these days, this stuff is serious. I've had to learn about, again, the cultural, the economic, and the political subversion that China's involved in. Uh, even things like the, like the Confucius Institutes in, in school, you know, and how some of them were designed to turn out communist propaganda um, that would just make people more readily available to destroy the country. I mean, right whenever this pandemic happened, Dr. Charles Lieber, the Harvard scientist, how he was caught trying to smuggle biological materials uh, with communist Chinese agent spies that were, dis that were disguised as his students. You know, this stuff is crazy. And so what I'm saying, economic, cultural, and political subversion this is why you hear people say, oh, death to America. America is never great. America is never going to be great. And all these things. It's because it's a talking point. It's propaganda. And whenever I'm shouting from the rooftops that Fox has been bought out by Disney, well, who were one of the major competitors of Disney? Sony. And if you don't think that they have any type of financial ties to the propaganda, outlets, because there's six major media outlets out there just churning out different variations of information, you got to look for alternative news, you're sadly mistaken. 
what's happening right now, and this is why this is this is this we're, we're literally being brainwashed to hate our own country. Like that's the craziest thing. Like we're literally being brainwashed to hate our own country. And when you have them using China as the model for handling this pandemic, locking people in their doors, disappearing off the streets, uh, 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 running uh, incinerators and morgues for 24 hours straight, you know, uh, throwing people off of buildings and doing crazy stuff like that. When you have them saying, yay, China, you guys did such a good job. We need to be more like these guys. They got it underneath control. We need to watch out for that type of behavior. So let me let me get back into this, and then I'll I'll try to pull you guys on. I've already taken up too much of your time, but I just wanted to kind of again put a put a bow on a uh, on on the Chinese sociologist Dr. Li Yi statements of, of of driving the U.S. economy into the dirt. I wanted to finish this, but here let me get back into this. It says that the Chinese model for expansion is based upon Nazi Germany, with one exception. It says, it is clear from Wei's remarks that the Chinese are going to follow Hitler's regime plan with one exemption. They fully plan to tighten control over media and social media, Google-based social credit score systems, and they plan to have state-sponsored domination and brainwashings of the schools. And we've reported on that. It says, when we decide to revitalize China based off the German model, we must not repeat the same mistakes they did. Specifically, the following are the fundamental causes for the defeat of, the Ger of Germany and Japan. First, they had too many enemies all at once, as they did not adhere to the principle of eliminating one enemy at a time. Second, they were too impetuous, lacking the patience and perseverance required for great accomplishments. Third, when the time came for them to become ruthless, they turned out to be too soft, therefore leaving troubles that resurfaced later on. This statement made by the, by the Chinese defense minister should send chills up and down the spines of every American. So let's break this down to a three-tiered statement. It says that one, the Chinese will focus on defeating only one enemy, the United States. Two, the Nazis lacked patience. The Chinese are willing to bide their time. And that's what I think the Biden, the Biden administration is. It's there to buy time. It's the, it's, it's, it's the Biden-Harris administration is there to just buy time as they begin to just sell us out because he's already compromised. He's not even hiding it. They've already talked about the White House being like an open door, revolving revolving door type thing. Come in with a suitcase, leave with the policy. It's crazy. Three, the Germans were too soft, meaning that they were not brutal enough and did not kill enough people. It says that this concludes exposing the fact that the Chinese want war at any cost. Their philosophies have been stated and we still, and, and why we still have to be diplomatic relations with them is, is mind boggling. Then it goes on to talk about part two, which you guys can find if you explore this article. I'll for sure put that link in the description bar below. But that's what's happening. That's what's happening. You know, uh, Graph God right there says Biden-Harris equals child trafficking. Yeah, you know, we've covered that over here on the show as well, uh, that the masks only enable children to be disappeared. It's a very, very crazy world uh, that we're living in. But what we, what we, what we have to understand is that we are in a hybrid war. Somebody, again, wanted me to talk about my imperious nature. With the stuff I'm covering, you can't come up over here and just kind of, you, 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 you can't talk about these things all candy ass, like, hey, you know, the Chinese want to kill us. They want to eradicate our way of life. Uh, they say capitalism is stupid. Uh, 
you know, I, I can't just get up here and explain these things with such a passe nature, with such a laissez-faire approach, a lackadaisical method. My imperious nature comes from trying to stress the severity of a quarter of the things I'm explaining, a quarter of the things that we have to deal with. A, 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 a small percentage of the crazy shit that's going on out there. And I have to try to be calm, cool, collected, as, as much as I can, uh, looking at all this stuff. So yeah, no, that's my imperious nature. That's that arrogant, that's that domineering nature because again, our enemies are laughing at us. Silly Americans, wear your mask, made in China. It's like, my God, my God, you're asking me to be retarded. You're asking me to be foolish. So let me, let me go ahead and pull somebody else on, change the flow of the conversation, and then we'll continue on from there. John, John join us, my friend, and give us some wisdom. How are you, my Hello. friend? I'm fine, thank you. Very good. Uh, looking sharp today, my friend. Well, <laughs> you know, I figure I do this so many times, I should respect you guys enough to at least like put on a suit whenever I'm shooting shooting the breeze with you guys, man. So thank you. Yeah, that's completely true. I'm I'm actually pretty happy today. I just had a an article of mine published. Nice. Uh, yeah. Put it in the uh, chat. I mean, I'm an internationalist. So uh, it's in Portuguese. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I said international relations, right? Nice. And my article is about uh, 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 Vladimir Putin's uh, geopolitical advances. Uh, when you were talking about uh, China and, and that's rough geopolitics, uh, if you want to uh, ask anything, please do. Guess. Tell me, tell me about the article. Uh, my article? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it basically explains how Putin, uh, he organized the domestic affairs in, in Russia when he um, got the oligarchs under his control um, and the mafia, by the way, but I don't talk about it in the article. Uh, and he advances uh, from Syria, he ravishes Turkey, um, gets it uh, completely isolated in the, in the international system, then advances to Egypt, with his, which has uh, got him very good results, right? both uh, strategic and economic. And now he's in Libya, right? uh, supporting General Khalifa Haftar, and they're probably going to win as well. I think I know this. This might sound like uh, this might sound bad, given everything we covered. But it sounds to me like Putin's going through kind of helping coordinate war efforts and tying stuff up. I mean, I think it's good that we're not involved in wars or we're trying to get out of it. But it sounds like Pete, like Putin's at least trying to resolve a couple of things. Is that about right? Completely right. Yeah. Uh, the, the the situation in Syria got a lot better after his uh, after his involvement, right? Oh, yeah. A lot better. 
the Islamic State got destroyed, um, the rebels got, uh, that were controlling parts of the country got uh, defeated as well. Mm -hmm. And the uh, Kurds, they managed to establish themselves in a, in a good position, right? With a, a sort of tacit agreement with, the, with Assad. Uh, actually, it was Turkey's intervention that uh, separated the ties between him and Russia. The, the thing between Russia and Turkey is very interesting. Vladimir Putin is an excellent uh, strategist. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's very, he's yeah. very smart. If I, let, me, let me get your opinions on something real quick, John, because I was just going on like a, on a fierce rant against China. What, do you, what are mm -hmm. your thoughts on like the Chinese-Russian relationship? Because, I mean, obviously they're doing deals. They're, they're, they're really trying to keep themselves like away from America. I mean, you know, you, you, you've got things like the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, uh, and South Africa, them coming up with their own currency. What are your thoughts on Russia and China uh, and their cooperation, or at least their partnership? China is a very tricky thing. Yes. Okay. We cannot, uh, it's not easy to uh, understand what they're going to do, uh, especially with Russia. Yeah. Right? Putin is very careful about China. So it's not a complete alliance. Okay. Uh, they're going to use each other until the point that they uh, are still gaining from it. But it is possible that they just become rivals as well, right? It can change. Um, there are very important economic ties between Russia and China. They're building a, a gasoduct, right? I so guess. A I gas guess pipeline? Pipeline. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's very big and very important for Russia. But Putin's probably very careful about the Chinese. The, you were talking about that article uh, showing some dreadful Chinese planes, war plans, right? Um, I wouldn't completely dismiss it, but we also have to be a little more careful. Yes. Uh, the, the, you talk about economic, political, and cultural um, Warfare, right? A hybrid warfare. That's the point. That's what we can affirm they're, they're doing. For example, Mulan, the movie, is an example. That's a Chinese movie that were sold uh, in America. So uh, in international relations, we have something called soft power. That's the ability to influence another country uh, by indirect means. So culture is a very important one. The United States was the best one doing this in all history. Right? Since that, uh, everything, the Western movies, Rumble, uh, Terminator, those are, were excellent uh, soft power instruments. Right? They, they delivered 
the the American way of thinking and their worldview to the rest of the world. And now that's what what China is going to do right now. You know what they're trying to do. Just interject real quick. You know when you when you're saying soft power, my mind immediately goes towards like propaganda. Um, yeah. My mind. I'm a I'm a nerd. I'm an artist. I'll just show a quick drawing. Here's a little drawing that I was doing the other day while I was in a meeting. Right. My mind immediately goes towards things like anime, you know, manga, video games, things like that. Uh, Again, propaganda, movies, being able to export communism using these digital mediums. So uh, please continue. Uh, yeah, that's it. The, when we, we go back, China is what, is what it is today because of the United States. Yes. During Kissinger, he was the one who... Uh, adopted a policy to prevent China from aligning too much with the Soviet Union. So they pushed money into China, right? Their, their, uh, their idea was that with economic development, capitalism would, uh, would surpass the communist ideology, right? So, that completely failed. The, the communists, Chinese communists used the money and made the ideology control of their population much stronger. Yeah. Um, during Obama administration, you can see a lot of uh, an over tolerance with China. Yes, they, they, began... they disrespected Obama. They disrespected Obama and America during his presidency, man. They did us dirty underneath him. That was quite ridiculous, actually. Yeah, disrespectful. The, their advance over South China Sea, right? That was during Obama administration. Mm -hmm. When Trump got there, they were already had military islands into um, another war, another country's uh, economic zones, exclusive economic zones. Um, that was allowed by Obama. Now with Biden, we can see, we're going to see a return of that over tolerance. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And the, the Chinese will, that would be a good moment to invade Taiwan. Uh, you're, you're not wrong. Final question, and then I'm going to let you go. As, a, as, as somebody that studies international politics, what are your thoughts on Klaus Schwab literally coming out talking about the Great Reset, like it's a good thing. Basically admitting like, hey, we engineered this crisis and we're going to engineer the recovery. What are your thoughts on that? I've actually just began reading his book. The, right? the Great uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset? Exactly. Good man. And it's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, their, their, their plan is not just uh, uh, an economic one because we see there's a lot of things I can do talk about it actually the 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 international financial system is like a big pyramid scheme right uh, it's it's most of the money that's in circulation is not um, based upon real riches like 
products or any industries, they are speculative capital, right? Money upon, based upon debt. You don't need to be an economist to see that's a probably problematic. Yeah, that's a bad business model. Yes, when you see sometimes part of that pyramid collapses, like the 2008 crisis. That was a, a perfect example of what can happen. But now they they we're reaching a point where uh, a new a new crisis could actually collapse the whole thing. Yeah, because there's too much money in yeah. circulation, and uh, so they need to do a great reset, which is actually pulling capitalism out of the out of energy and replugging it. That way, you can just disappear with all that money that's not real, right? And it's not the countries who are going to do it. It's the investment funds. They are the ones who have the, the real money, right? Uh, if you look at the partners page at the Great Reset website, you can see, you're going to find every major investment fund and their companies there the Carlyle Group, uh, JP Morgan Chase, everyone's there, the, the elite of the elite. And they are the ones who, are, who really have the economic power. Th these, these funds are uh, the majority uh, shareholders in most of, uh, of the uh, big companies, right? Uh, it's better for them to, that they do it, they manage this crisis control in a controlled manner and to just let it all fall down because if that would happen they would lose their power the military would have the power in a situation like that so they're gonna use it to uh, prevent this total collapse and in the process uh, um, rising their own power and control. Then you have the, the ties with technocracy, with big pharma, uh, with media, everything. Technocratic consolidation, you know, that's, that's, that's how I see it, is just consolidating power, you know, figuring out, yeah. use, as, as I said before, using this crisis to wipe out the middle class, wipe out mom and pop shops, uh, eliminate the ability for people to go to work, you know, destroying like destroying local economies and stuff like that, only so that they go to the government for more handouts that's really not there, only putting us even further in debt. Like it's 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 crazy. Uh, and I'm glad that you use it as like a pyramid scheme, saying that sometimes some of those levels of the pyramid they just they just fall out. And we're reaching one of those periods where the whole pyramid itself is just going to collapse. And I think that's where we're at right now. When you have like record amounts of what is it? It's like $3 trillion was the historic record amount for the stimulus package here in America. How are we mm. going to pay that back? You're, you, yeah. you're, you're creating debt to pay people to not work, creating even more debt. It's like, the, it's, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And so is it's that. It, it makes a lot of sense, actually. It's a, genius idea 
when you looking from from the new world order perspective. Is this right? like the cloud yeah. pivot where they're trying to basically overload the system, implode it, and again come back through and, and, and build on the ashes of it? Yes, and they're gonna get stronger in that process. Yes. They're retreating. Uh, they're uh, taking power from the national states. Okay, that's what happens. The national states uh, won't be able to pay that money. Nope. Okay. They will need to uh, submit to the orders of the big capital. Um, <laughs> what else? When, ah, destroying the middle class, that's very important. They want, they need to do that. Okay, the middle class is the core of a good economy. Yes. When you, when you destroy them, you concentrate all, all the, the services and all the, the, the capital, everything at the big companies, okay? The, those companies are gonna take the place of the mom and dad shops. Right? Those, th th those people, they will get unemployed and they will struggle and they will need someone to rescue them. And that's when you, when the system comes in again, right? I was reading, I showed to you last time uh, I was here, uh, I was reading a book called uh, The Open Conspiracy by H.G. Wells. <laughs> My dog. Um, and the, in the book, he says, the plan is to install a benevolent aristocracy. Okay. Uh, that's a very interesting concept. Yes, it is. The, 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 an aristocracy that gives money to the needed uh, out of uh, out of charity, out of self righteousness, but in the first place, they were the ones who made the the made them poor, right? So they're going to use it to get their power. And I wanted to uh, uh, regarding to international relations, but I wanted to talk to you about the religious aspect of the New World Order. Um, you were talking uh, about the left and the right hand, right? Yes. Uh, the, you can see, you probably notice it. I can notice here, it here in Brazil. Uh, <laughs> the rise of uh, this magical um, speech and magical practice uh, you can see a lot of pages in the internet in the, in the internet they talk about it and they do it in a very very precarious way um elaborate on that i am a, could, a, a, on, on the rise in magical speech because i'm very curious uh, on that just if, if you could elaborate on that okay um it's a mix of paganism and new age. Yes. New age movement. Yes. Right? In, these, in these pages, some of these pages, the more radical ones that are in the, completely in the left hand, uh, they, being called a Christian, 
is a big answer. Uh, so you can see uh, pages teaching how to make rituals for based on dead gods, especially uh, the Greek, the Greek gods. Uh, simple things like uh, doing a spell for Aphrodite, so she can help you. Uh, get a boyfriend or something like that. Mm. This is exploding. A lot of people is, is very into that. And you're seeing, and, and are you seeing this in your part of the world right now? Like in Brazil, you're seeing this rise in magical speech as well. Like people saying, I wanna, I wanna cast a spell of protection, or I would like to do mm -hmm. a ritual to honor the goddess Aphrodite, you know, or I wanna, I wanna do something for mother earth. Or you see, you're, you're seeing the boom of this in your own region? Yes, oh but what happens here in Brazil usually happens first in Europe and America. For, I can give you an example. When the, the week after the BLM leader uh, said that she practiced witchcraft, yes. there was a, a, one of that, those huge YouTube channels, like Jubilee, you know? Uh, it's uh, something... It's, they are very popular, uh, especially among the left, but they reach, reach uh, in other parts as well. The week after, they made, they made like a series of videos uh, talking about magic, okay? inviting uh, magicians and, uh, and uh, those people that read uh, cards, is this, uh, is that's, this a, like, that's a, a way of, of normalizing. Is this, the, the, is this the, Patrice Colors that was doing this, or was this the YouTube channel that was doing this? The, the YouTube channel. And they started having people on that were tarot card readers, occultist practitioners, magic people that were magicians, warlocks, yes, occultists, Satanists, and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, that's something I would like to talk to you. Uh, Satanism. This, according to my research and my interpretation, the elite that's behind it, all this movement, they can be called uh, Luciferians. Yes. Right? Luciferians are not worshippers of Lucifer. Yes. Those are Satanists. Yes. Luciferians worship the light. Yes. Lucifer is the bringer of light. That's right? what his name means, the morning star. Uh huh. And uh, the mind it represents the sun. The the light it represents the sun. But it, what what it actually means is the intellect. Yes. Those are worshippers of the intellect. Okay. According to their mythology, they are the one of the uh, eldest religions in the world. From even from the the cave period. They, they, uh, the reason they believe that, uh, if you're going by biblical mythology and biblical theology, it took God seven days to make the world and all of its creations. They believe that they worship the primordial evil whenever there was a time before the light, before the darkness. So they believe that they have a right to rule over us because they were there before 
God created us. It's a very, it's a very weird approach to it, but you're, you're entirely correct. Um, yeah. You know, somebody just, sorry, sorry to interject. Somebody said in the chat real quick, at, uh, in the chat, adversary, I was just talking about just last week going into Thanksgiving, how I, I for, for future transmissions, I may rebrand or redefine Satanism as adversarialism because they believe that they have a rule, a, a right to oppress us and to be the adversaries trying to cause us harm only to get the better parts of us out. I know that sounds crazy, but this is their, this is again that left-hand ideology where they feel like they have a right to oppress us, a right to rule over us, only for us to overcome. It's, it's satanic, uh, but it, it, it's very crazy. So please continue. I have a different interpretation about the, their, their vision that they have the right to rule us. Because if you look back at the, at the uh, Garden of Eden, right, their interpret interpretation is that God uh, was the evil one. Yep. He kept Adam and Eve enslaved, right? So Lucifer gave, gave them the fruit of the tree of knowledge and released their intellect. But um, according to them, most of the people do not use their intellect. They're not much more than machines okay? and animals but they think they're superior because they have been through a process that I suspect is a process of gnosis. Okay. Uh, which, the process of what? Gnosis. Oh, gnosis, okay. Gnosis, yes. Um, oh, gnosis, like Gnosticism, gnosis. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, they, when we talk about magic, I have a, uh, more uh, soft approach to it, right? I think that uh, that could be used uh, as good magic, not good bad magic. It's just we have we call the same thing with different names. Okay, for example, here in Brazil we have the uh, they're called benzedeiras. They are uh, old ladies from the Catholic Church that. Uh, give blessings and prayers to people. So they use uh, uh, a small branch of leaves and they bless people. Okay? That's completely accepted in the Catholic Church. But that could be called magic. Right? Uh, ritual. Uh, but the after the, the gnosis process, Gnosis process. They believe they achieve a more, a more a powerful comprehension, more wider comprehension of the universe and the laws and God. So that gives them. They are actually the only ones who are thinking, right? and then they have not only the right but the obligation to. Uh, control the rest that is not thinking. Uh, it's a very problematic uh, assumption, especially I, I wonder when we call, when we talk about Freemasonry, uh, school and bones, 
uh, Rosa Cruz, all of those initiatic orders, they are branches of Luciferianism. Right? Yes. But it's strange because when you understand their concept, you could reach uh, a conclusion that would lead you the other way. Right? You have to help the those who are in need. Right? Don't use your power to yourself, but you use it to the whole humanity. Right? But the the dominant branch in today's Luciferianism is different. I believe that there are different branches in the Luciferianism, but yes. one got one one. Right. No, I, I would definitely agree. Um, just hearing, just hearing you like talk about so many other things, it made me think about how it made me think about the rise of the Satanic Temple, things like After School Satan, that Hail Satan documentary that's on YouTube, uh, all the other the, the witches that bind Trump, uh, the witches that hex Brett Kavanaugh, uh, how there is a whole sect of I don't want to say like activist witches, but witches that get yeah, together exactly. like once a month. They're actually activist witches, right? There are. That's that's the crazy thing. Uh, and I've, I've talked about it. I was at a protest just last year, back in September of last year, where somebody said, hex your local fascist. And I know that sounds silly, just having like a little, little picket sign of hex your local fascist. But prior to that, I had talked about the occult rise and the rise of Satanism. And again, the mutation that it's undergone, uh, because you were talking about how, how, how different disciplines and different workings could be misinterpreted as paganistic, but how with the modern society, you have people kind of doing what I call a mix and match or mix and magic, where you have Christian witches, right? Where you have like pagan priests, and things like this, where people are practicing one discipline, but trying to merge it with another. And so when you're saying this rise in magical speech, everything you were saying right there just kind of confirms what we've, what we've, what we've somewhat reported on. And I know that sounds weird, reporting on a spiritual development, a, 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 a paradigm shift, so to speak, and how people are perceiving the world, but it's, it's, it's not that far off. Um, you, you mentioned it right there. Patrice Collins, one of the co-founders of BLM, admitted to practicing witchcraft. You know, and then I played the clips over here on the show. Uh, it, it could have been like a mock ritual, but of a guy in Baltimore eating a fake heart. You know, mm -hmm. it, it could have been That's a fake right. heart, could have been a real heart. We don't know. But the fact is that these people are willing to, oh, willing to do it in broad daylight, eating hearts, drinking in circles, or drink, uh, drinking blood, dancing in circles, You're saying so great rituals saying praise to the chaos god that tells you that we're no longer in in a predominantly christian society that we have now mm -hmm. kind of shifted towards people embracing occultism embracing embracing satanism coming up with their own religion coming up with their own spirituality and so for you to just kind of say the rise in magical speech and how you're seeing it over there in your neck of the woods that's uh comforting and not comforting at the same time <laughs> Yes, look, we're not alone. We are, uh, the whole West is facing the same threat, right? Uh, when you talk about, we can about talk about China and the New World Order. That's actually the thing that, the topic that gets me more confused. 
it, it doesn't <clears throat> make sense uh, uh, a complete alignment uh, between them. Uh, China is extremely nationalist. Yes. They want the power to, to themselves. Uh, but at the same time, they are working with Western globalists. But I would not underestimate the, the, the globalists, okay? They could just be using China. Yes. When you, they, they self, themselves uh, fortify it, and then every dictatorship needs a, a foreign enemy, okay? They could just, when things, when the pieces are settled, they could just turn, turn on China, right? And look at them as the, the great enemy and the great threat. I believe that's what's, I believe some of that's like setting up right now. They're using China to implement the global social credit score system only for the entire rest of the world to kind of backfire and say, we don't want to adopt this ideology. They're more interested in the, the, they, they use China as a, as a laboratory for yes. this experience. The, the, when I, I said Kissinger, he was completely aligned with this new world order. Okay. He was the one who, who managed to help China. And you see the, the influence got him there. Mm -hmm. uh, they could use the, the social credit score, for example, to see, uh, to adapt it, test it before putting it here right? because they they will do it that's something very important you need total control for their plan and that's what i see china being you know they i, I was saying at the start of this pandemic that only only in a communistic country with a population like china could you get away with locking people indoors disappearing off the streets but they, they don't have human rights they won't do this here in America. And then fast mm -hmm. forward where we're at now, we have HR 6666, contact tracing and all this other surveillance stuff. So you're 1,000% you're, you're correct. They use China as the beta, as the model, and then we basically adopt it over here in our own way. Um, and that's why we have to learn how to fight back and at the same time identify when they're starting these new agendas. Uh, I, had, I had been reporting on the social credit score system before it was the social credit score, whenever it was Sesame credit. But now that they've, mm -hmm. now that they've like attached it with their track and trace system and uh, their whole economic system, universal basic income and flight plans and all this other stuff, it's evolved into something so much more. And again, that, that brings us back to what we were talking about beforehand with Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset to where he's saying, hey, this will be a great model. We've got to use China as the basis to export this, to export this technocratic system of control worldwide. And here we are, now they're saying, and I've been, and I've, I've been saying this since the pandemic and since the whole COVID-19 vaccine started, we are now the Jews, the technocrats, the ones who control the social credit score system, who control the software are the Nazis. When they want us to get patches on our shoulders, identifying our vaccine passports or our immunization certificate, certificates, Let's show me your papers. We have now mm -hmm. been imprisoned 
inside of this system. And as I said before, they're exporting it from China and we're beginning to adopt it. It's very crazy. You see, I believe human history is cyclical. Yes. Right? What happened before will happen again. Yes. Uh, you have small cycles, big, uh, intermediate, big, and very big cycles. And during our lifetime, all, like, it's like all of these cycles are happening at the, are ending at the same time. Yeah. Okay. We are going to, we have uh, a, a change of international hegemony from United States to China, which is a medium cycle. We have, we have uh, uh, a fall of civilization, right? which, which is uh, a big cycle. Uh, and you have a lot of, of small cycles, like uh, especially in the culture, right? yeah. uh, the, the, the change of, of uh, counterculture and, and uh, hegemonic culture. And you see the generation that falls under this, these particular uh, uh, characteristics, right? they have a little, a big, a really big problem in their hands. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that we're heading, you said like we're the Jews, I believe we're becoming the first Christians all over again. In the, during the Roman Empire. I see what you mean uh, there. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. No, I, 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 I can, I can you, that. you can say that the, the Luciferians, they really hate Christians. Okay. They see, you know, it's a, a bit polemic, but um, Christianity got a lot from what was, what was already there, right? It's a, a, a religion that makes a lot of things. And the Luciferianism is a, a big part of the, of the Christianity, right? It's not possible to completely separate things. Uh, you can see uh, uh, a lot of similarities, right? uh, But the world view is different. John, I got it. I got to cut you off, we, we got we got a little bit less than a minute. I got to cut you off. Uh, give a quick uh, twenty minute or twenty second like cut out to the people. Uh, give them like a closing word, and then I got to close out the transmission. We're like already done. Okay. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, look, we got to do as the 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 first Christians did. Okay, they stood up. They did not lose their faith. Okay. They suffered the consequences. Uh, they knew what was really important. They're not weak men. We got to be strong as well. I agree. And John, the time flew, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Send me your article so I can attach it to this episode. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Be safe. You too. There he goes. John Victor. Wow. A lot of stuff there. So from soft power, the great reset, destroying the middle class to the rising magical speech. Uh, Sorry that I couldn't get more of you guys on. We were just firing on all cylinders, hitting every single, every, every single hole, going down the rabbit hole. 